Welcome to Dolly Shares, a show where Dolly Howard shares her experiences, thoughts, and emotions as only Dolly can. This is a pre-recorded presentation. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to number 56 pre-recorded Dolly Shares, coming to you from Dolly World. Of course, it's coming to you from Dolly World, because that's where I always live, in Dolly World. <laughs> Nancy Hopkins is the producer. I'm Dolly Howard, and I'm recording this on Monday, July 8, 2019. And today, I'll be sharing a few things with you. Um, I, I have an update on uh, the No More Snakes and uh, I have stories about DirecTV and my most exciting thing to share with y'all is my Aussie friend Mary and came back to visit me from from Perth she's doing another uh, touring last year she toured a good part of the world this year she toured a lot of places here in America and she brought her daughter Haley with her and Haley's 20 something that's all I'm telling you because I can't remember how old she is <laughs> but our girls got to meet each other and I'm, I'm all excited I, just, I didn't want them to leave of course I had a hard time when they left because I wanted them to stay but anyway let me start with the angel card I'm looking I'm looking around where did I put it oh Oh, I looked it up already. I drew it, and I looked it up already. And the angels had for me, for us, Archangel Chamuel, who represents adoration. Archangel Chamuel brings forth the energy of adoration. It's such an appropriate card for so many reasons. A feeling of great love and respect is the energy of adoration. Ask Chamuel to bring this energy into your heart so that you may really feel the angel's love for you. Open yourself to experiencing their great love and respect for you. Then in return, you may feel it for them because now you know the vibration of it. Give thanks to Chamuel for helping you feel this in your physical body. Practice this feeling every day. Little by little, your body will acclimate to this higher frequency of self-love and self-respect. Thank you, angels. Thank you. I love you all. 
Let's see, I'm putting that down to bed so that I can get on this page. I take notes. You all know I take notes so that I don't forget what I want to say. And then sometimes I get so excited about something I, I don't say what I had to say, <laughs> what I had written down to say. So um, let's start out with the update on the no more snakes in my pool page the uh, pool and I area the pool man came out with his partner I can't remember what day I think it was uh, let me look at my calendar here oh just a minute no reason to do the pharmacy and uh, not yet I'm leaving my Annette and uh, I'm leaving Annette a message. She's asking about the nitro and the pharmacy and all. You'll hear about that later. <laughs> so I got her message. Oh, I was going to look up the pool cage thing. I had so much going on in such a little amount of time. I got so worn out. But it was wonderful. It was a wonderful worn out. <laughs> mm. I didn't even write down the pool cage uh, adventure. I think it was last Thursday that they came. No, no, because that's July 4th. They came on July 3rd, Wednesday, July 3rd, Direct TV. And uh, I switched over. Oh, I was, see, here I am, I'm telling you about something else already. The pool gauge, that's what I was looking up, the pool cage guy came on, must have come on. Anyway, they came last week, that'll have to suffice. And uh, they, they replaced 90 eight percent of the screen on the cage uh, and because there were some there were like three panels that didn't need to be replaced because they had recently been replaced from the previous owners of the house so these guys replaced all the screen on the bottom panels and then uh, all but three panels on the top so and and they put Tapcon screws in the bottom frame that screw into the cement. I did not realize how badly we needed that done because the pool, the bottom part of the pool cage where it touches the cement was very... Uh, not sealed down so it had some slits in it some holes in it uh, I have to say slits because it wasn't holes it's just space between the frame and the cement well once they put those tap cons all the way around the frame the frame completely meets the cement there's no gaps whatsoever so there's no place where anything can get in to the pool cage, like creepy crawly snakes. 
So we are de-snaked at this point in the pool cage. I mean, they can still get in the grass in the in the backyard on the grass part uh, between the pool cage and the backyard fence. But that's in the yard. That's not in my territory. <laughs> I let them have the ter my territory. I let them share it outside the pool cage. So the guys were really sweet, I'm telling you. They were the sweetest two guys. One's name was Chris, and I can't remember what the other one's... I don't think I ever found out what the other one's name is. He's the other guy. <laughs> but so, so no more snakes, at least in our pool cage. And then the next day... I had switched over from UVerse TV to Direct TV because of the savings and the money. My UVerse TV uh, time was up, the contract time, two years, and they were going to raise the price by 54 freaking dollars. And that was before tax. And so I I had called to see what kind of a specials they had going, what kind of a deal we could work out with not having to raise the price and maybe even lower it. Well, in talking with the nice lady that I got, she told me about DirecTV, and, and I'm making a good savings on having the DirecTV. Plus, my Internet has moved from five whatever they call it to seven whatever they call it I don't think that's a big freaking deal but <laughs> I mean how fast can an internet go faster than I can type <laughs> I don't seem to have a problem with the five but anyway that's included in the price I'm going to seven isn't that exciting <laughs> and uh, the guy came out to do it First he called to say he was on his way. That was after 50 million reminder calls that I got from AT&T's robot stuff. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I said, okay, okay, okay. You can stop calling me every few minutes to remind me. So um, the guy called me to say he was on his way. Bless his heart. He's a Spanish-speaking man. I could not understand him. So I thought, oh, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> not terrible, it's just going to be difficult communication-wise. But he got here, and uh, he, he started to talk, and I could understand him. Maybe I just couldn't understand on the phone. I did have difficulty. I mean, I had to ask him to repeat things quite a bit because of, of his uh, accent. <laughs> it's not me that has the accent. Always remember that. I don't have an accent. He does. <laughs> or anyone else does. <laughs> like my friend Mary, she has the accent. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he did real fine, real good with finding the spot. I told him he was going to put the dish on the house and 
I don't want screws drilled into the house because they end up, uh, what do you call that red stuff, rusting, and then they end up making the hole bigger and maybe falling off, yada, yada, yada. So I wanted, I wanted it on the pole that they have, <coughs> and uh, something else is going on with my phone. Hold on, close. Okay. And so I asked him, please, I want it on the pole in the yard. So uh, he went out and found out where where the best signal was, and it's kind of next door to the neighbor's. The neighbor has his on his house on that side of the uh, of my house, and so the pole is kind of down from where his is and more toward my backyard. So I know that that must be a good signal area. So he dug the trenches for the wire and got it all hooked up. And then he came in and he did the living room TV and got that all hooked up. No problem whatsoever. He was fast, too. He's a fast guy. And then he came into my bedroom to hook up my bedroom TV. Oh, <laughs> that was such a freaking fiasco, y'all. The poor guy, he, he opened up the place on the wall where it had the cable connection thing. This was after he decided he had to take the TV off the wall, and I have a 55-inch TV. So Annette had to come in and help him get the TV down and put it on my bed. Which I forgot it was on my bed and I was moving my mattress over better on the frame because my mattress crawls. When I put the bed up and down, the mattress crawls over to the side, so I have to recenter them. So I'm recentering the mattress, forgetting the TV sitting there on the corner. I almost threw my TV off my bed. <sighs> so anyway, and um, the guy unscrews the cable connector thing and and he puts his tester to it. There's no connection. <laughs> he said, well, 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 he's all discombobulated. And so he's he's telling me he had to find where he could hook up the direct TV in the house that already had the wires in the house so he's looking around he looked in my bathroom to see if anything was a connection was in there and he went in the bedroom and then he saw that there's a, a opening for to get into the attic so he had to open that up, and he did, and he climbed on his ladder. He had to go get his ladder, which he wasn't real happy about. But he went and got his ladder. And he opened up the opening to get into the attic, and and he climbed up, and he says, This is a really little place, little space. And I thought, okay, is he going to be able to do it or not? That's my my question in my head. And then he was bitching about it. Oh, my gosh. It's like he expected me to miraculously open up that space so he could get into it easier. <laughs> well, bless his heart. I'm thinking, that's your job, mister. That's what you get paid for. I'm not going to crawl up there, and I can't miraculously make it bigger. So he did. He crawled up there, messed around. He came back down. 
was looking around. Oh, he went back to the place where he had taken it, the cover off the wall, and and that wire was not working. And and then he was mumbling something I didn't understand. And we were looking around on the walls in the bedroom to see if there was another connector-like thing. So he thought maybe there should be one on the outside wall, but we didn't find it. So, uh, <laughs> so he went back upstairs in the attic, and uh, I don't know what he did. And and he came back down, and he was, I don't know what he was doing, but he was mumbling and then I said well, what is it that you're looking for and he said well I'm looking for my flashlight and I said well I don't know I haven't seen it I don't know where you put it and I'm telling y'all this flashlight is a big ass flashlight it has a base it sits on the uh, it sits itself down and it's it can be the big flashlights in a in a rotary type thing it can be turned any direction and and it's huge. Well, he lost it in my bedroom, in my house somewhere. In my, in. So I said, "Well, look in the bathroom. See if you put it on the counter." No, I didn't. So he looked anyway. So he's looking around in my bedroom. <laughs> he even looked under the bed. <laughs> so then <laughs> he was really getting upset. Like I hit it on him. <laughs> he never accused me of any of this stuff. It's just the feelings I got. And I was sitting there saying, Oh, bless him, bless him. And of course I put a blanket of love on him. <laughs> he really needed one. So he decided, he got the cable from his truck. He had to go back out to his truck. He got this big white cable. And he went up in the attic. <laughs> and he messed around with the cable. And and then he came back down with the cable. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't understand it. And he had his flashlight. I said, oh, I see you found your flashlight. Where was it? Oh, it was in your attic. <laughs> so I didn't make, make any more fun of it. <laughs> he was so upset. But he found a connection, like like is on my wall where you can screw the cable into it. He found one of those things in my closet on the back wall, which is the outside wall toward the pool. So, uh, and it was live. So he hooked up the cable there. He he brought it around the mop board, and he. Uh, connected it to the mop board so it won't come loose and get in the way and all that stuff. And he brought it out where he can hook it up to uh, to the uh, DirecTV little box, control box. <laughs> and then he was kind of happy and and uh, he, he had me ask Annette to come back in to help him put the TV back on the wall. So they had a little bit of fussing with that, but they managed. They did good. And and then he was trying to show me how to work the control. <laughs> the controller. That's another story. 
I'm telling you, every time I change TV service, I gotta learn a new control. <laughs> so, I got the control in my hand because he wanted me to do it. So I got the control in my hand. He's right beside me, like a father hovering over the child, and he tells me, "Push this button." Okay, so I push it, and I realize, oh, that's for this. That's for the guide. That's for the venue. That's for this and that and that and. And I was trying, we were trying to work through the recording options. <laughs> That's where the fun came in. <laughs> I was not understanding him. And he he was doing, oh, I'm telling you, he had the patience of Job with me. But I could see he was getting really frustrated. Oh, see, the blanket of love helped him by that point. <laughs> so, he, uh, we finally figured it out. He finally got it through to me, what he was saying. And, and I finally understood why he was having me do this different thing. So we got the control figured out. And, and I signed the paper, and he left. And so the TV's, direct TV's all hooked up. <laughs> Bless his heart. And then there's the deal with trying to figure out the different costs individually for the t oh. I've been on the phone for three days. First day, it was uh, six hours. Second day, it was more like four hours. On the phone, trying to figure out the cost. But this this one guy uh, on the second day, the four hours, it could have been done in 15 minutes. But this guy's telling me his whole life story what his nickname is and all the problems that caused him and his mother named him this because of that and and kids in school and his wife and his kids what he named his kids and oh I'm telling you I know that guy's whole history but I didn't know anything about the pricing on the TV see I had to call in the second day to tell them to did, oh, that I didn't, I wanted to know what the programs were. This guy says he couldn't tell me. So the third day I call in, talking with the lady, and she gave me all the information I needed. She put a net on, on the uh, account so that Annette can have say so in what goes on when I get to the point where I can't really do function properly or I get to pass over cross over so uh, the guy had said oh no we can't do that until you get your direct TV hooked up and yada 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 I really got frustrated with it I threw him a couple blankets of love so then I talked with this lady and we took off the HBO and the Cinemax because I know it was free for so long and then you have to call in and tell them to take it off you have to go through all this hassle I said I just don't want it to start with I don't want to have to try to remember this stuff so uh, she was very kind she worked with me she took off the stuff I didn't want and uh, got Annette's name on the account and that was all good um, but she didn't have certain parts of the pricing 
it hadn't gone through their system yet. So I had to call them today. I was dreading it, y'all. I was dreading it. There were two people that got blankets of love. The first guy I could not understand. I don't know what country they're from. I couldn't understand him. And then he was giving me wrong information. And, and so I finally said to him, Okay, thank you. Goodbye. And I hung up on him. So I called back, and I got a lady who had less of a heavy accent. I could understand her, but she couldn't understand what I was wanting. So we were going round and round. She kept saying, you can look this up on your, uh, on the computer. And so I said, but I really wanted to hear a live person explain to me the difference in pricing between direct and universe. The ending price of universe, universe and the beginning of direct. I ended up telling her, thank you, have a good day, goodbye. So I went on the internet. And you know what, y'all? <laughs> she was right. <laughs> it gave me all the breakdown I could have ever asked for on the internet. So, I'm saying, bless you, lady, bless you. Please, God, bless her. <laughs> she didn't have patience, though. And I was losing patience, and I was trying not to. And I was thinking, i got to give her a blanket of love. And I'm also thinking, i got to put that blanket of love around me, too. <laughs> so, we finally got through the direct TV stuff. Holy schmoly. Let me see if I'm still recording. Oh yeah, 25 minutes into it. Alrighty then. So, direct TV's hooked up, but now I have to go through, I had gone through the U-verse, uh, the recordings that I do, and I typed out all the recordings that I like, that I had recorded. Because I record my shows and then watch them later so I can zip through the advertisements. Because I don't like watching advertisements. Oh, I needed a drink of water. That's good chungite water. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I've been going through, before Mary and Haley got here, I was going through the TV guide and trying to find the programs that I had typed out to to record on the direct TV. So uh, that's my project now. I'm doing pretty good on it. But then the next thing is I went in to see the recordings and I couldn't figure out how to see them without seeing this big picture of each show. I just wanted a listing and the times and, and have them all glumped together the same day that they're on. Like the top heading would be Tuesday, and then all the programs I record with their times. So I don't have any conflicts. And if I do, I can, I can fix the conflicts. So I have to learn that now. <sighs> Challenges in my life. I know y'all are thinking, oh, that's pretty easy. Not in Dolly world. Dolly has to make it all frickin' complicated somehow. Okay, so we did the direct TV experience. 
Now, Mary. I think I've all acquainted you with my Mary uh, from Australia. Uh, she came, and so did Linda, who I, we, we had all met online in the game Mahjong on Yahoo years ago. Um, it was at least 23 years ago that we all started chatting with each other and and uh, we ended up being really close and and uh, Mary and I basically raised our kids together on the universe with each other and so we never dreamed that we would be able to meet in person but Mary Mary put it out there she manifested it that we would meet in person. So she came, and we all did our Casadega thing that we dreamed about for years, and were really disappointed in it. <laughs> but we were all disappointed together, Mary said. She pointed that out this time. <laughs> I said, yeah, we were. It was good to be together. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so... This time, she brought her daughter with her, uh, and they decided they were going to tour um, the United States. So they landed in L.A., in California, Los Angeles. They were so disappointed. It, it's filthy. It's just god-awful now. The tent peoples are all over the place, and, and all the smells are terrible. And they did not enjoy L.A. so much. Then they flew to Vegas. And they had a good time in Vegas. They really enjoyed that and then they moved on to the state of Washington to a place that they called Seattle <laughs> they didn't know how to pronounce it so they were calling it Seattle <laughs> which of course we call it Seattle now too because it's so fun it's actually Seattle you see how it's spelled? S-E-A-C-T-L-E. T-T-L-E. C-T-O-L-E. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We laughed about that for so many times, and then that's what we called it. But they enjoyed Seattle. <laughs> and they flew up to Juneau, Alaska. They really liked that. Uh, Mary's daughter's name is Haley. And Haley said that was her favoriteest place. Um, besides our house, of course. That they went on their whole trip. She got to see snow. Because she had never seen snow before. And Mary hadn't either before she took her last trip over here. And... Uh, so Haley got to see snow and and what it's like to live in a cold climate. 
although it's pretty warm up there now. Well, for Alaska. And then they traveled on to New York. New York? New York. Oh, were they disappointed. It, it was dirty, just filthy, they said. Filthy, filthy. When I went when in my graduation, we, we did a high school graduation trip. One of the places was New York. And even back then, it was so dirty to me. And uh, they were very disappointed in New York. They had a good time on their tours with the people, but they were disappointed in, in New York itself. They they thought they were getting... Mary kept insisting they were taking a boat out to uh, Miss Liberty. And Haley kept telling her, No, Mom, this boat is going over to Staten Island. Now, isn't Staten Island... Anyway, wherever they ended up, Mary was disappointed because she wanted Haley to go up in Miss Liberty, and the boat was just in the water doing a tour. <laughs> but they had a good time. Uh, they had a good time on the boat with the people. Uh, what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to straighten out my mind. Uh, is statue Oops, S-T-A-T-U of Liberty on Oh, it's on Ellis Island, isn't it? I'll, I'll type this in here and see what it says. Because my grandpa went through Ellis Island when he was five years old. Staten Island Ferry Free Staten Oh, say, it's in Oh, stop it. The Staten Island Ferry, a free statue of Liberty Ferry. Well, that's the one they went on, I thought. Maybe it was just that they weren't going to land there and do a tour of Liberty. I don't understand that part at all. But they enjoyed being with the people on the boat. I understood that part. Um, Where did my notes go? Right here. So, uh, they were in New York for a couple of days, I think. And Mary, <laughs> Mary got kind of upset with one of the taxi drivers, Haley was saying. So Haley had to try to calm her down because Mary was really going to go off on that dude. I don't know why. <laughs> it just was funny how Haley was trying. They had switched roles at that point. Haley was being the mom and... and trying to mother over Mary because Mary was getting so ticked at this guy. I think he was trying to overcharge him. So, anyway. Then they flew from uh, New York to Melbourne, which is which we're on the border of Melbourne and and Palm Bay, but we live in the Palm Bay part, and the Melbourne airport is kind of, it's real close. It's like 10, 15 miles from us. So they flew into Melbourne and rented a car. And you, you do realize that uh, 
the Aussies drive on the other side of the road than we do here in America. <laughs> so Mary's thinking, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. I'm not going to have any problems with driving here in America with the car, with the, everything reversed. Steering wheel on the opposite side she's used to, all the controls the opposite side. Um, so, And she's driving in a foreign country. The lights aren't the same. The street signs aren't in the same place. <laughs> Everything is different. Everything is different. <laughs> and so she gets in and starts driving, and she said her her hands or fingers were wrapped around that steering wheel so tight she thought she'd break it, the steering wheel. And she was leaned forward, <coughs> watching out, trying to watch she say it? She's trying to watch for the street lights that were in the wrong place, and she she's trying to watch for the street signs, and she's trying to watch for all the people and who cross streets, and trying to watch all the uh, side streets so that people don't don't run into her, or she doesn't run into them, and <laughs> and she said. The hardest part, Haley was trying to help her, of course. So you got two drivers in a car that's everything's reversed to what they're used to. <laughs> and they're in a strange, a foreign country. <laughs> so um, Mary said the hardest part was when you make a left-hand turn to figure out which of the lanes you're going to turn into. So if you're on a four-lane highway and you got these four lanes coming at you when you're making a left-hand turn, and you're used to driving on the left side of the street, but you can't, we drive on the right side of the street, but when you turn, you have to stay in the left lane of the right side of the street. <laughs> oh, poor Mary. Bless her heart. But she made it. She made it here safely. And then um, Haley was telling her, Oh, Mom, it's not that hard. It's really easy. <laughs> so when when they were getting in the car to, to go down to Miami, leaving our house to go to Miami, uh, Haley was driving. So <laughs> I sat out, out on the front lanai rocking and watching him load the car and and Haley was on the passenger side of the car and <laughs> I'm chuckling to myself <laughs> and so I heard Mary say aren't you going to drive <laughs> and Mary was on the driver's side of, our, of the car they're both standing up by the sides of the car and Haley said well yeah <laughs> and she looked in the car and she realized She's on the wrong side of the car for the steering wheel. <laughs> and so they're switching, switching sides. <laughs> and Haley gets in. Mary said, oh, we'll probably be a while in your driveway trying to figure things out. <laughs> so they got in the car. They got situated and car started. And uh, Haley backed out, and she was headed the wrong direction. But I remembered that Mary was going to have her drive uh, 
through some of the back streets to try to get used to it a little bit before she got on a two-lane highway because our streets are just they're just oversized they're little bitty two lanes <laughs> oversized one lane that two cars can fit on that's in front of my house and in my neighborhood that's the way the streets are so anyway she was headed the wrong direction to start with it which panicked me a little bit at first and then I remembered what Mary said and she almost backed into the mailbox but I thought no no I had already prayed uh, for bubbles of protection around them and around the car and for a warrior angel to be beside them at all times so she did good she didn't hit the mailbox and then they went they drove off but then, and I was so sad. I'm just sitting here telling you I could start crying because I already miss them. I love them so much. Um, but anyway, so they arrived here. Let's go back to their stay here. Oh, let me see how much time do I have. 40. I've done 40 minutes, so that makes 20 minutes I have. And it's still recording. Yay! I need a drink. Drink of my wonderful Shungite water. Ah, uh, so we were so excited to see each other, hugs and kisses and all that, and introductions, because we had had never met Haley before, and she hadn't met us, and and we got everybody's luggage situated and. And Jakey had to move out of the guest room so that uh, Haley moved into the guest room and Mary slept on the couch. She liked sleeping on our couch, so she was there. She said, I want to sleep on the couch because the couch is, the living room is on the other side of my bedroom wall. And so she'd be sleeping close to me, but not with me kind of thing, where she could hear me. Um, so we got all that arranged and um, we decided to go sit out on the lanai. So we all went out there and sat and just talked and talked. And then we decided, okay, we're going in the pool. So everybody got their suits on. And uh, they arrived about one thirty. Sherry was supposed to show up at 3, which means she probably wouldn't show up till 4 or 4.30, which is the way it worked out. <laughs> But anyway, we were all in the pool, and we needed more noodles. Um, I only had one pool noodle left. They're styrofoams that are in the shape of a noodle, and you can uh, lean on them, sit on them, straddle them, whatever. They help to keep you afloat in the water. So I only had one. And the kids always insist, Mom, get on your noodle. <laughs> noodle and it looks so obscene because I'm straddling it so I got the noodle between my legs one part of it coming up the front one part coming up the back the back <laughs> so uh, I realized we hadn't made it to the Dollar General to get more so I went out because Jakey decided to move back into the garage so I went out to the garage and asked him would you do me a big favor please 
and go get us some more noodles. So I gave him some money to do that. And and uh, he did. He got up and went right away and got us more noodles. And he came out. He's so sweet. He came out and said, what colors do y'all want? And so they were throwing out what colors they wanted. And he brought them back. He brought back four Four noodles, which made it five, and there were five of us. Mary, Haley, Annette, me, and Sherry. And Sherry. So Sherry finally got here, and she made tuna noodle casserole, the cold kind. You cook the noodles, and then you put the ingredients all together cold and keep it in the fridge. I'm telling you, that stuff was so delicious. Oh, my gosh, I just remembered. I gotta go get some more. I can't believe we got some left. Oh, <clears throat> but before Sherry arrived, Annette had gone in to get the eggs boiling because Mary, who doesn't like deviled eggs, fell in love with my deviled eggs last time, and she she was so glad that I would make some more for her, and so Haley could taste them. So uh, Annette got the eggs going, and and. The, egg yolks out and and smushed up so I could add the the uh, miracle whip what I put in the, with the egg yolk is miracle whip a little bit of sugar uh, either one or two teaspoons maybe a tablespoon depending on the quantity of eggs I'm making vinegar sugar vinegar mayo or miracle whip salt and pepper and mustard I put some mustard in it too and mixed it all up and they were watching how much I was doing and then Annette tasted it and it was perfect the first time so we get the eggs made Jerry came in during the making of the eggs and she started making the pasta uh, the tuna noodle casserole and uh, tuna pasta casserole because it wasn't noodles it's those shell things so uh, we were all in the kitchen. Thank God we got a big kitchen now where we all fit and had fun with each other. And Mary and Haley were watching Sherry make her casserole. And it just was a wonderful time, y'all. It just, it's, uh, I got the goosebumps because I feel so good about it. And, and my insides are all fuzzy because I feel... It was such a good time, y'all. And uh, then we w we went to Outback because Mary wanted to show Haley what America thinks Australia is like. <laughs> Nothing like Australia. <laughs> oh, so we went to Outback and we got a kind of a back table in in the bar area so that we weren't really bothering people because Jakey went, his girlfriend went, and Sherry, and me, and Mary and Haley. So there were six of us. And we got the most fun waiter. His name was Russ. Russell. His parents, or his, his friends call him Russ. Well, my son's friends call him Russ, too. But anyway, so... He has dark hair, like Russell, my Russell does, and he has, he had a beard, like my Russell, and the personality was just like my Russell, 
very outgoing, very fun, cracking jokes. Oh my gosh, I could brought him home with us. He was so cute and and nice. And so we, we got our drinks ordered and we got our uh, we ordered the bloomin' onion. That's one of the reasons Mary wanted Haley to go there. That because Outback says Australia has bloomin' onions. Well, Australia's never heard of the bloomin' onions. <laughs> so the guy brings a bloomin' onion to the table and puts it down in front of Haley. Haley says, What is that? <laughs> So the guy kneels down again, because he's always squatting down so he can put his arms on the table and talk to us. So he squatted down. He says, you don't know what that is? You're from Australia? She said, yeah, what is that? <laughs> and Haley even owns a restaurant. So Mary and I are laughing and having good, and, and that, and... And Sherry, and we're just having a good time over that blooming onion. <laughs> and they, and Annette got some more kind of uh, hors d'oeuvres, uh, shrimp type things. And so we were sharing all the food. And of course, we get their bread. They always bring the bread and the butter to the table. Well, I guess Australians don't usually use butter on bread like that. So we got talking about that. And, having a good time. Well, all of a sudden I started feeling really bad and my arms started shaking visibly because Sherry caught it and I was trying to hold it underneath the table. I tried to hold my arm so it wouldn't shake and trying my best to not pass out at the table. So uh, Sherry pointed it out to everybody and uh, I always carry my nitros in my bra. <laughs> and I had told the girls, today it's left boob. <laughs> in case I pass out, then they know where which side the nitro pills are on. So I got the nitro bottle out, and Annette took it because I, I was shaking too bad to hold it. They're just teeny tiny bottles. Why they would put it in teeny tiny bottles, and the pills are so teeny tiny you can't hold them. Well, when you're having these issues with your heart and your body is not cooperating, how do they expect someone in that condition to be able to open this teeny tiny bottle while they're trying to hold it without dropping it because it's so teeny tiny, and then to dump out the teeny tiny pills and try to get one of them to put under your tongue. Well, anyway, Annette took the teeny tiny bottle. She dumped it upside down in the palm of her hand. It was empty. I did not realize I had used the last one and it was empty. <sighs> so everybody's panicking. And they decided we're going to 
take our food home because we had already ordered the food so we're going to take it home and eat it and they kept telling me we'll just take it home and eat it on your big nice table in the dining room and we'll all be together in, in your house and everybody will be comfortable women can take their bras off and and Jakey can just do whatever he does to get comfortable <laughs> so Annette had told the waiter uh that she was going to take me home because I have a heart con- bad heart condition and uh, I was having difficulties. So he panics. And <clears throat> he came over and squatted down at the end of the table by Mary and, and me and Haley and Sherry and Annette. And he kept his eye on me, wanting to know... Are they going to have to do CPR? Do they need to call an ambulance? Because they were afraid for their company getting in trouble over me. So uh, we were still having the argument of I wanted to stay there because Mary had set up this whole big party for Annette's birthday that she had missed on the 2nd. So she was setting up the big party. You're going to have cake and ice cream and and at the end of our meal, well, that's why I didn't want to go. I didn't want to ruin this. And I told, I whispered to Mary, I don't want to ruin the party. And Mary said, you're more important than that. We can always stop and get some of that at the store. So we ended up saying, okay, Nett's going to take Dolly home. Sherry will take everybody else home and the food. <coughs> so that's how. We ended up leaving the restaurant. They were helping me out because even by that time I couldn't, I could hardly walk because my legs got so weak and I was seeing black. But I did not want an ambulance. No, I'm a D. I'm a NDR or D. Do not resuscitate. I'm D. Do DNR. Do not resuscitate. And if an ambulance comes and you don't have that yellow paper with you, they're going to want to beat on me. So, and that gets me in the car and gets me home. I, we get, we do find another bottle of nitros. <clears throat> and Annette gets me one and gets it under my tongue. And she had even tried at the restaurant to call Walgreens to get a prescription so we could pick it up on the way home in case I did not have another bottle at home. But Walgreens was closed. (laughs) I'm telling you, things happen in my life. (laughs) And uh, so the, the rest of the gang got home and they got the table all set up and I was still resting in bed because when you take one of those nitros, it gives you the most god-awful headache. The top of your head, you feel like, is literally going to blow off. Because it opens all your vessels up. It opens it all up so that the blood can start flowing easier. So, they got the table all set up, and I got myself out there, and we had a wonderful time here at home. I think we had an even better time here at home than we would have at the restaurant because we could be loud here at home. And I'm telling you, we're all loud. <laughs> so we were having a good time here. And then we all we ended up uh, 
going back to the pool, and I ain't sitting in our chairs. Mary has her cigarettes, and and uh, Sherry, Haley, and I went back in the pool. It was dark now, so we turned on the pool light. <coughs> and we went in the pool and had a good time talking about Sherry's work and talking about Haley's uh, cafeteria that she owns. And I want to tell you all about that. Oh my gosh, I only got five minutes left. Boy, I'm a chatter today. So Haley owns a restaurant <coughs> in Australia. Its name is Blackwood Cafe. And it's located in Mitchelton, Brisbane, Queensland. So, if any of you all from Australia are in Brisbane, Middle Mitchelton, Brisbane, Queensland, in Australia, check out the Blackwood Cafe. They serve a large variety of breakfasts and lunches. And it's fully licensed. And best of all, Haley says, is they serve elixir coffee. I guess that's a big deal in Australia. Elixir coffee. So, anyone who goes over there to visit in, in Brisbane... In Mitchelton, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, be sure to check out Haley's Blackwood Cafe. The, the name is Blackwood Cafe, and Haley and her partner own it. And I'm telling you, it's, she's the sweetest person, and they, their business is like the blooming onion. Their business is blooming. <laughs> they got lots of business. She said there was a a place that opened up across from them, but they didn't even lose one customer. It's one of those places like the bar on TV, where everyone knows your name. Well, that's a kind of cafe it is there, and and it's. I just wanted to let everybody know about it. Because I, th I would love to go there myself. But if any of you get a chance to go there, please go there. And tell Haley that Dolly sent you. Dolly sent you to the Blackwood Cafe in Mitchelton, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. <coughs> oh, good, I got that in there. She's the sweetest person. Um, if she's there and she comes out to meet you because you say Dolly sent you, you'll just fall in love with her right away. You, you can't help but fall in love with Mary and Kathy and, and uh, Haley. They just are wonderful, wonderful people. Now, I think I told you everything. I told you about their departure already. I'm glad I got that out of the way because I'd be in tears by now. Uh, they did make it to California, or, uh, Miami. They're going to spend a couple days in Miami and then they're going to go on their 30 trip back, 30 hour trip back home. They have a stopover. 
they're leaving from Miami International. They have a stopover in Atlanta, Georgia. Then they stop over in L.A. Then they stop over in New Zealand where they split up. Because Mary lives in Perth and Haley lives in Brisbane. Brisbane. And so that's across the continent from each other. Uh, But they get to see each other uh, quite frequently. So... So they're going to be on their way home, that 30-hour trip home. I don't envy them at all. Um, and, and I wish they could stay longer. But Mary and I are talking. She's going to come back for the election. We're going to have an election party here at our house. Well, on the way, uh, when they were on the way out the door, Haley says, I decided I'm coming to the election party, too. So Haley and Mary are both coming for the an election party here in Dolly World. And I'm so looking forward to it. They love Trump more than Americans love Trump. I mean, you know the people that don't like Trump. Well, foreigners love Trump more than a lot of Americans do. So we're going to have a an election party in Dolly World in 2020 in November that's all I got for now that's all the time I got so I want to say don't forget to throw out the love blankets y'all bye bye You have been listening to Dolly Shares with Dolly Howard. Thank you for listening.